Hey everybody, welcome to the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Your geek safe space. I'm Connor, your younger, suaver, and funnier host. And I'm Sean, your older, wiser, and more handsome host. Join us as we review random movies, play games, talk anything geek culture that catches our attention, and, and chase, chase a, a lot, lot of chickens. chickens. So welcome everybody to season two, episode four. Four, yes. Four uh, of the Gene Pool Variety Hour. We are just hanging out on an early Sunday morning. Yep. And I am drinking lots of coffee this morning. Our uh, our coffee, week is coffee. Huh? What? What was that? <laughs> fan, fans of regular show know what it is. Coffee, okay. coffee. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, or if you're if you're Trump, it's coffee But anyway, that's another issue. Oh, so, so we were never going to talk politics, so there you go. So that's the only politics you ever hear is Trump's coffee Anyway. That's not, um, that's not even really politics. It's more of a reference. So we had a really big week this week. Uh, not big as in a lot of big things happening, just a busy week, a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, instead definitely. Of, especially yesterday, I ended up having to go out and try to look for getting another car which was not a fun thing to do, and yeah. struck out. But um, basically what's going on is Connor's car is basically falling apart, and the repairs are twice as much as what the car's worth. So I'm trying to – I'm just giving him my car and, and my older car, and I'm trying to trade his in to just get me a new old car. So This episode is sponsored by, by, by Honda Civics. <laughs> Honda Civics? Multiple Hondas? Honda Civics? I'm talking about the brand. It would be Honda Civic, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> that's okay. um that's the car I'm getting. I was just trying to be a funny way of in- introing that. Okay, clearly it's still too early this morning. Um, so I guess you know it kind of threw our schedule off. So we're frantically trying to get this recorded this morning so we can stay on our release schedule for two ADHD people. That is really hard to do. Definitely. Uh, but so today we've got, um, for some of the stuff that we're doing today, we're talking about uh, our random movie of, of the week or yep. podcast episode is uh, uh, Return of the Swamp Thing. And uh, I think you guys, if you guys listened last time, you heard that that was the one we, we picked, which is kind of appropriate for a <laughs> close to Halloween episode. It, it, it wasn't scary. It was more funny and cheesy than scary, actually. It, it, and, it, and it was funny because it was bad but anyway we'll get into that later um so there's that i want to talk about joker a bit connor did not go see joker because i'm not really into dc movies this has nothing to do with dc and i told you that it's um it's about the character from dc yeah it's about a character from dc but it could have been it could have been a random person in the movie would have been just as powerful as it was just because it was joker just gave it some context but that's all okay so um anyway i'd like to talk about that a little bit because hey you get to do your your steven universe thing and so <laughs> i get to do my um my joker thing and so after um my little rant about joker uh we'll probably play a little bit of super fight oh yeah and so we're gonna go with two random characters this time because we tried to get some votes on who won the last battle, and we uh, had one each. Well, and that was just because I specifically asked some friends what they thought. As far as the Twitter poll and all the social media requests for votes um, came up, Bupkis. So, so clearly yeah. we have some work to do to get people to listen so that they yeah. can vote. So 
we'll pick some random ones again this time and just do it again just for fun. And I told Connor this morning, I'm like, you know what? We need to get Superfight to sponsor us because this is kind of what we do. And uh, But Superfight isn't a brand. It's a game made by a company. So we get the company that, that makes it to sponsor us. What is the company? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe we should do some research on that. Yeah. Anyway, so um, didn't really have a lot of other stuff going on this week. I know um, Connor's got some work to do this week in his moving forward in life stuff. Is I did got to do some research on some schooling and yeah. jobs. And, yeah. So you want to talk about that at all? No. <laughs> That's too personal. Well... Yeah, but it's also something that I think is is kind of common for people, a lot of people on the spectrum. Um, you know, I, I think you guys may have heard a couple episodes ago when Connor was talking about feeling like he was a failure, and, you know, and, and we talked about the fact that it's not that he's failed at doing things, it's that he's failed to try at doing things. And so now we're working really hard to get him to focus on some some kind of job training, and so. His mom and I and Connor are really working hard to kind of get him moving forward in that direction. Um, you know, the hard thing for Connor is he wants to do these things. He really does, and we, we, we believe that. But um, turning that, that desire into action when it's so easy to get distracted by so many other things, and, hey, I'm not faulting you, Connor, because I get distracted by so many things too. That's one of the reasons why I took a month hiatus from playing video games, because it happens, you know. So um, hopefully we'll have some some good stuff to start reporting about moving in that direction, and uh, so that that's kind of kept us a little preoccupied this week too. But anyway, not to get too heavy in here. So um, you got anything you want to talk about that's been going on? Um, nope, not really. <laughs> okay, so much for that. So um, I guess we want to talk about. Well, before we talk about um, our. Roll for credits, movie of the week. Okay, I would really like to talk about Joker. Okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, it's uh, spoilers. I don't really know if I'm going to even talk about things that'd be spoilers in the in the movie. Although I guess I would. Most people that are going to want to watch it have probably already seen it. It's been out for probably a month now. By the time anyone listens to this, um, and I've heard a lot of things about. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of stuff in in, in the media about is this movie safe for people to watch because it's almost like it glorifies violence and and uh, uh, against you know society and blah 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 and yeah but no more than some of the other movies that are out there right now um, but it was an absolutely fascinating movie um, just to give you an idea of how intriguing the movie was my wife wanted to go see it and for my wife to go see any movie that has anything to do in any way, shape, or form with any superheroes at all um, is quite the feat. But, you know, she and I both, you know, through the trailers, I mean, her first opinion was, is this really a superhero movie or is this just a movie about somebody's mental illness? And I said, I think it's that. And it turned out that that's exactly what it was. So anybody going into this movie to see it as a, an origin story for Joker. I mean, technically it was, but from what I can tell from people that I've talked to, not really exactly according to the comics, kind of took some license with it. But from a more realistic point of view of the origin story for any psychopath or sociopath, um, I think it could, it really could have some um, validity to it. For anybody that's that's not seen this movie, um, 
it's a fascinating what's the word I want to use story no, I don't even know if I want to use, use the word story but it's a fascinating description or display of someone's one descent into darkness and mental illness and and where that can lead behaviorally uh, but also um, kind of showing that not all monsters have ill Served intentions out like that. well a, a lot of most monsters don't and when I say I use the monster word monster loosely but um, a lot of a lot of them don't even go into anything, any of their behavior with the intention of being quote unquote evil or violent. Um, and one of the reasons why this movie was so fascinating to me is because I'm a psychologist and I wanted to see it from that point of view. And it really displayed a concept that, that is kind of like one of these rules of thumb that a lot of people in the mental health field kind of talk about, about psychopaths versus sociopaths. People are always talking about what's the difference between them. You know, and in some ways, you know, one kind of rule of thumb is psychopaths are kind of born that way. Um, that doesn't mean that, that people are born serial killers because not all serial killers are, are, are uh, psychopaths. psychopaths. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people on Wall Street that are psychopaths. I mean, if you look at the, at, at the characteristics of a psychopath and that they have little remorse for other people and they tend to use people to, to get their needs met and that kind of thing. There's people that are just psychopaths that uh, can be crude in business and be functional in society um, or whatever. Um, I guess, you know, if you ever watch Criminal Minds and that kind of stuff and you look at and, and they talk about this person is a very organized serial killer, that tends, loosely speaking, to more towards the psychopath side. They're, they're in much more control of themselves. Um, and so they're, they're much more willing to have a specific way of doing things to protect themselves from getting caught, blah, blah, blah. Um, but sociopaths tend to be what they kind of call more unorganized and it's, and they're kind of made that way. So it's kind of like psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made. Loosely speaking, that's not a hundred percent accurate for people that are going to, you know, send me a tweet and go, that's not completely true. Of course it's not completely true. Nothing is completely true like that, but that's kind of a general rule of thumb. And so this is clearly a situation uh, of a sociopath that was made, okay? Um, for those who've seen the movie, you know that he had a huge history um, of things that just kept stacking the deck against him, okay? Poor guy had PTSD from childhood um, and, and just the constant beatdowns um, from, from childhood on. And he didn't even remember the abuse from childhood until, you know, he got his mom's medical record. Um, uh, traumatic brain injury. Um, he suffered traumatic brain injury um, through that that abuse when he was a child um, that he didn't re really remember having. He just knew that he had a, a head injury, which that's what caused the uncontrollable laughter. Um, probably some reactive attachment stuff um, because of the abusive childhood, which causes difficulty in making real deep emotional connections with people. Um, he had a connection with his mom, but it turns out that was all based on a lie, based on her own delusions, and uh, so then he felt betrayed by her as well. And then just the constant beatdowns of everybody in his life. Everybody in his life. Um, you know, the only people in that movie that were nice to him, really, was the dwarf, dwarf, middle, little person... 
um, what what I, I'm not sure what the political correct term dwarf or or little person. I'll just are say little person, um, clown guy that worked with the clown agency that he worked at. He was always nice to him. Um, and then the lady down the hall in his apartment complex. Okay, they were the only ones that were kind of nice to him. Um, and the thing that was so sad to watch was this was a man who said from the very beginning all he wanted to do was make people happy. And he was sincere. That's what he wanted to do. That's why he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. But he had so many things stacked against him. His abuse history, all the PTSD that came from that, his brain injury that caused it, that that created impulse control problems and uncontrollable laughter um, and emotional instability and probably some of the delusions that he had. And then just everything along the way where people were making fun of him and beating him down literally and physically uh, and figuratively, excuse me, um, that he finally just snapped and you just watch this movie you watch this man slowly turn into the joker and it was really powerful and you know i've had some friends say you know it could have been a movie with just a regular normal person you know um and would have been more powerful it'd been more that way and and in some ways i kind of agree with them about that but in some ways i think the fact that they made this about joker um kind of showed you okay this is a guy that we've always thought He's just crazy. He just this is just what Joker does. He's just this character that does crazy things and kills people and da da da. But to do it in this way, to see that there was some humanity to his character and it kind of created his life created the Joker mentality and, and, and persona, um, actually kind of made it really more powerful to me. Made me think about the fact that we often discount people as, hey, they're just crazy as a character or whatever. Um, but they tend to have real life stories behind that character that created it because um, we all kind of know the joker's persona the joker's character through the dc comics and the movies and all that stuff and so it made you think twice about some of the famous people in history that have done really evil things whether it be a serial killer like ted bundy or it be an evil person from history with like stalin or hitler or whatever i'm not saying have sympathy for them for what they did because we still have some self-control and we have still have power to choose but it makes you think, what created them? Were they just born evil, or did something over time create them? And I know, like, for example, with Stalin from the Soviet Union, Soviet history, um, he had an abusive childhood that kind of created him as well. I did, actually did a psychological prof profile of him in college for a, a paper that I had to do. And so if we dig into people's histories, we, we might see that. And, and, and I guess the take-home for me was, can't we just be nice to everybody? And if we just treated other people the way we wanted, to, well, the way we want to be treated, man, the world would be a whole lot better place. You know, I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying that evil wouldn't exist. Evil is always going to exist. But some of the some of the school shootings that we've had, some of the, if we can trace back and see, you know, if we just treated these people nicely and with care and with love and respect, we may not have had some of the things that we've had happen. Exactly. And so I, I, there's, there's a push. Yes, there's a huge push for gun control. It's all about the guns. But there's another voice out there that, hey, you know what? There's some mental health history out there with a lot of these people. And some people don't like to hear that because they, they have agendas that they're pushing. But coming from a, a mental health professional, it's truth, you know. But they, so that's my soapbox about that movie. And I think everybody should go see that movie. Yes, is it violent? Sure. Um, it's, it's a Joker. Of course, it's going to be violent, right? But it's actually not as violent as some other movies that are out there that we just completely discount the violence. 
you know? There's a much bigger kill count in the Avenger movies than there was in this movie. Um, it's just the way it's done. This is a much more personal, realistic kind of violence, up close and personal, and so it's kind of shocking. But, um, you know, and you go back, once you see everything fit together towards the end, it makes you go back to several scenes in the movie and go, well, that didn't really happen. That was part of his delusion, and that didn't happen. That was part of his delusion. So like the whole um, date night with a girl in the apartment, that was clearly a delusion that he had fabricated completely. The whole um, um, stuff with uh, the stand-up com- comedy, the way he saw it and everybody thought he was funny, that was clearly clearly, clearly a delusion because we saw that uh, from Robert De Niro's character showing the footage, the viral footage on his show. And it also makes you wonder, did he actually kill Robert De Niro's character and have that long speech? Or was, again, that part of his delusion? I mean, what are the odds of them inviting him on the show? So it makes you question everything that happened in the movie, how much any of it was real, or was any and or all of it completely in his head? Because at the end of the movie, you know, even though he kind of gets freed from some of the people that are riding, that are kind of falling into his people, and they, they kind of save him from the cops as they're transporting him to jail, at the end of the movie, you're at Arkham, and he's running around in Arkham, you know, dancing around and having just killed somebody, and the guards are chasing him. So did he, if he got freed by those other people and kind of had this I'm reborn as the Joker thing, how did he end up in Arkham, you know? So it makes you question everything that happened in that movie. And... um I absolutely loved it from from a, a longtime psychologist and who's fascinated by human behavior and human psyche and human emotion. Um, it is a case study in someone trying to do good and wanting to do good, to do good, but simply having so many cards stacked against them that they just can't. So it's hard to it's hard to imagine, but the movie actually makes Joker a sympathetic character that you care for. Um, some people may completely disagree with me on that, but from a psychologist's point of view, absolutely did that. So that's my rant on Joker. If you have not seen it, I'm sorry that I ruined stuff. Um, at, it, I didn't tell you everything that happens, but you clearly should see this movie. I've had some people say that they didn't like it and that they, they it was important that they saw it, but they never want to see it again. And I completely disagree because now that I have the realizations that I have, I think it's important to go back and watch it again with this new set of eyes and seeing if you can figure out what exactly was truth and not truth in the story. Um, so I would highly recommend you see it anytime you can. What the heck was that? My phone just went off. So I, I, I guess that's all I got to say. I, I couldn't recommend that movie more. It was fascinating. And if it doesn't get, if he, if, if Joaquin Phoenix doesn't get uh, nominated for Academy Award for that role that he played, then there's just, no justice in Hollywood, because he's you know, he's not always been my favorite actor. Because uh, from a personal side of things, he's just kind of out there for me. But every role that I've ever seen him do is just so powerful and and well done. And he did that so well here. So you know, awesome. Anyway, so I thought it was an awesome movie. Loved it. I've had my you know movie review without you. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, okay, so that's where I'm at with that. 
So what are we going to do now then? Want to do, do Super Fight? Sure, I guess so. We can do Super Fight. So they have expansion packs for Super Fight. And, uh, you know, the expansion pack that I bought is historical figures. So it's actually people from history. So we're going to try those. The, the problem is, and I've read this in one of the reviews of that expansion deck, is that some of them you don't actually know who they are. So you have to look them up to even know who they are. Um, so we're going to do that. So the only thing about this little expansion deck of cards is you've got a decent number of historical figures, but as far as the abilities that you get that you know kind of go with them, there's not that many of them for some reason. I don't know the way they did it that way. So we're going to use historical figures and the regular cards from the regular deck. So, yep. All right, Car Connor, pick somebody from history. So who you got? I have Lizzie Borden. And I have Attila the Hun. Oh my god. So this should be good. This is Thanks. gonna be interesting. Yeah. Alright, and now for our abilities, pick one. Alright. So I have Lizzie Borden with Who's made of paper. And I have Attila the Hun who can't stop dancing. <laughs> and wait, all right, wait, second wait. ability. Second ability. Okay. So I have Origami Lizzie Borden and she has I've I've got fifty of them. All right, so 50 Origami Lizzie Bordens, and I have a super hyper Attila the Hun because Attila the Hun can't stop dancing because he just drank five energy drinks. Okay, so basically we um, we have have an, an Asian warmonger on basically hopped up on sugar. Monsters and yeah. Red Bulls. And um and I've got fifty origami Lizzie Bordens who um and and so Lizzie Borden can't even hold hold her axe because because she because she's made of paper. That's right. Or so, she or she maybe maybe you have fifty axes, but they're all made of paper as well. Then that won't do jack crap against his armor. I'm just saying. So I'm just I'm tr I'm trying to help you out. At least give you a weapon because it didn't even say you had a weapon. Mine doesn't say I have a weapon. So, okay, so do we need to think, or is this going to be pretty easy? I'm going to lose, because because let's be honest, your guy is, is made of flesh and blood, and and he's freaking Attila the Hun, and and I've got Lizzie Borden, a a prim, proper, um, pioneer woman who kills her, her entire family with an axe, yes, but at the same time, she's... Made of paper, so so all he has to do is basically just grab her and rip her, and she's dead. So yeah, I'm dead. So you basically just won the fight for me. Yes. Okay. So that's we, a, that's a first that that you argue you argue for the other guy. Well, because Dad, <laughs> I mean, how can how, how can anyone made hey, of paper win? You know, I mean, it's only fair because last time. Kaiser Soze with tear gas at his butt and a barbed wire net had to somehow beat every single person at Burning Man with scissor hands and acid blood. I mean, exactly. come on, it was it was a one way fight. So okay, so I guess we need to technically have our time to think about our strategy. No, we don't. So we did, but but we're going to, because I like putting in sound effects. Fine. Okay. Uh, let's get ready to rumble.
Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to, to another installment of Super Five, brother. And in this corner, we have the, the Asian Pain, the Tyrone Warmonger, Attila the Hun, who apparently is very hyper because he drank five energy drinks and now he can't stop dancing. And then in this corner, we have the Victorian Slaughterer, the Family Obliterator, Lizzie Borden, but she looks pretty thin. Oh, it's because she's made of paper, and she's got 50 of them behind her. Oh, yeah, brother. Let's see who wins this super fight. I think you should go first. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. So, I know, I know I've got the cards stacked against me. Literally, but I mean, it's Lizzie Borden, and she managed to to not only kill her entire family, but um, but get away with it um for at least ten years a after the deed was done. So so she's smart. She could possibly um use use her paper made axe um to give him a lot of lot of small cuts as he's dancing around so hyper. And again, there's 50 of them. So it's going to be pretty hard to kind of go through 50 giant paper clones of someone. And um, and origami is pretty thickly folded. So she could s survive a couple of whacks w with a sword. And and also, um, as I said, Attila the Hun, he can't stop dancing. He is hopped up on, on modern made sugar and energy drinks. And so his old Asian body is not able to process what is going in his body. So he is literally bouncing off the walls and almost swimming at the mouth of it. And that's why I think I would win. Okay. <clears throat> so I have Attila the Hun, who is a very large man, historically speaking. Um, so even if it was straight on human versus human, he's larger and more powerful than she is. But she's made of paper, and it doesn't really matter if there's 50 of them because he can literally sh slice them to shreds with his sword. Um, that's one way he can kill them. Another way he can kill them all is uh, because he can't stop dancing, and he's dancing so wildly. They And if he's dancing wildly, he's got his sword swinging it around, so they can't even get close to him really to even do anything. So he's slicing them up, and the ones that can't get close to him, he's probably stomping on them because he's dancing, and so he steps on them in their paper, and so he crushes them that way. And the third way that he can kill them off is, I don't know about you, but when I drink energy drinks... I have to pee like a racehorse constantly. Why did I know you were going to say that? So he oh drank five, and he's not used to drinking them. So his bladder is going nuts, <laughs> and he has got to urinate something fierce. Oh and so he's just dancing and urinating, so it's kind of spraying in all directions. Like that, he, um, like he's that, like, a human f fountain. It's kind of like that, uh, you know, if you were a kid and... and you had the little water toy outside that you hooked up to your hose, and it was like a little like a little figure, but it had like long tubes for hair, and it would just like <laughs> spew yeah. in water. Okay, that's kind of what's going on with the tail of the hunt. It's just spewing everywhere, and so but just as, from one hose. True, <laughs> but as he's urinating over everything, all the Lizzie Bordens are getting wet and soggy and soaked, and then they can't even walk because now they have the little rigidity they had in the paper legs to walk. 
is now gone. It's just soggy paper. And so oh there's no way ever that Lizzie could ever win in this fight because she's made of paper. And he's slicing and dancing and peeing. Okay, so he has so, three ways to get rid of all of you. Yeah, so, so, so there's, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even think we need a poll for this one. Um, um, Attila wins. He wins. <laughs> I, I think Attila clearly wins this round. Um, should um should we try and do another one just um just to make an, an evenly matched one to post? You, do you want to try another? Yes. We can try another. One, I don't care. So okay, we're gonna try another. But this time, do you want to do it with a regular one or do you want to do the historical figures again? I still want to do historical figures. All right. Well, hold on. So we're gonna do this again and it makes um, us think, you know. All right. Okay, so we're gonna do another round just because that one went over really fast. That was kind oh, of yeah. a beat down. Yeah. Um. Okay, so a cut who, down and drenched down more so like. So who who did who did you get? Who have you got here? So I have ah the French maiden herself, Joan of Arc. Okay, and I have George S. Patton. General Patton. General Patton. Oh man. Okay. That's gonna be tough to beat. All right. And what's your first ability? She is radioactive. Cool. And George S. Patton heals a hundred times faster than normal. And what's your second one? So basically, he's Wolverine. Kinda. Gosh. And she can run two hundred miles per hour, but only in a straight line. Okay. Cool. And and um, he, General Patton, can heal a hundred times faster than normal, like Wolverine. But unlike Wolverine, he's not armed with adamantine, you know, claws. He's armed with a puppy musket. A musket that shoots puppies. What? So what? I'm going to kill you with cuteness. <laughs> so, she's okay. she's made of armor. She has a sword, and she's radioactive. Those puppies are going to die on contact. Well, then that just then 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 you have to decide: Are you the kind of person that's willing to let puppies die, or are you going to give up because you don't want the puppies to die? Because I'll keep shooting puppies until and just, there'll just be mounds of dead radioactive puppies all over the place. Because well, I'm, I'm General Patton, I don't really care. Well, that's the thing. All I care about is winning. You're 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 going to eventually run out of puppies. No, it doesn't say anything about running out of puppies. It's no. a gun. It's um, it's obviously gonna have to be reloaded at some point. Okay, it can be reloaded. That's fine. So come over, come over and radioactivate me. I, I'm gonna heal a hundred times faster than normal anyway. It's not gonna matter. Then all right. So are we gonna are we gonna do introductions or are we gonna just go? Uh, we're 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 just gonna go ahead. We're and just go. gonna go. Okay. <laughs> all right. So hold on. We got to think for a while. Here, hold on. Okay, so who's going to go first? You go I first should go this first time. this time? Okay. Yeah, yeah you go all first. All right, so um, General Patton. General Patton, you know, he was all about winning the war. Um, didn't really matter to him how it was done. I mean, he was a man of integrity, but if it, he didn't mind pushing the limits of what was right or appropriate to get things done. And so everybody loves puppies. Everybody loves puppies. Yeah. Puppies are cute. All puppies are cute, even, they turn, even if they turn into ugly dogs, they're still cute as puppies. So... He's going to play on your sympathy and your heart by shooting a never-ending stream of puppies at you. You're radioactive, so like I said, you either have to make the choice of um, letting puppies die in front of you and just pile up dead puppies everywhere because they they get radioactive poisoning, um, or you surrender and give up. And, you know... I know that you're radioactive, 
and can run straight at me and and ra- and infect Irradiate me, me. Radioactive, radioactivate. I don't know what the, I can't even think. Irradiate. There you go. See, my son's smarter than me. <laughs> um, irradiate me, but since I heal a hundred times faster, just like Wolverine, it's not really gonna matter because I'll just heal. So, I could always cut off your head. With what? Joan of Arc is, is, is a famously female knight. She literally dressed up as a male to 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 get into the French Order of Knights. No, I got that. So, so, so she is automatically armed with with, with all the things a knight would have at the time, which okay. is armor and a sword. Okay. So how I, can you stop? How can you stop basically a two hundred mile an hour guillotine aimed at your head? Because maybe maybe as you're slicing into my neck, my neck is healing, so it just kind of heals as you go through. It's, it's a split sh- second. Um, um, uh, do you know how fast two hundred so miles an okay. hour actually is? But so we have to we have to decide: is this Wolverine style healing or is this Deadpool style healing? Because if it's Wolverine style healing, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen him have an appendage cut off and survive that. But Deadpool has lost his head multiple times, and it just grows back. I mean, you saw Deadpool too with the with the baby legs, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is the funniest thing ever. And of course, Ryan Reynolds just plays that so well. So anyway, okay. Sorry, I digress there. We haven't had too many chickens today. Of course. So, so, so how about this? Let's let's um let's play rock paper scissors to see he um what style of healing it is. Um, you win. It's Deadpool. Just roll I dice win. and I'll do a high low. Okay. So high low. Um. So 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 high is Deadpool. Low is Wolverine. Okay. So why do you roll rolling multiple, multiple dice just for the sound effect? <laughs> there you go. Do it for the cast. All right. Okay. So nine. High, okay. So what? What high was what? High is Deadpool. Low. Low is Wolverine. So it's nine on a low. No. So it's low. So it's nine on a twenty-sided die. Yes. Okay. So okay, so what's Wolverine? So all right, okay, okay. So that's your take, and my take is, well, is well. Let's see, just just like how 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 General Patton was was determined to win the war, Joan of Arc was even more determined to follow her true calling in being a knight. A a calling need I remind you, she she was burned at, at the stake for following. She. She is downright hardcore. Okay, so she's willing to sacrifice herself, but was she willing to sacrifice other people? Yes, including puppies. Yes. Wow. Puppies, puppies can um, can be remade um in a matter of weeks. No, you can make new puppies, but you can't remake the puppies that died that are. You know what I mean. You. Have you ever seen radioactive poisoning and people that die from radioactive poisoning? Have you seen how yucky that looks? Do you really want to see all these cute, fuzzy? Loving little puppies with boils and okay, okay, and uh, pus uh, and, and I and, wouldn't want to, and, 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 but Joan of Arc wouldn't give a crap. I disagree about that. I think she, I think she would, her heart because she was trying to. Yes, yeah, she was a she, you know, masqueraded as a male knight, but it was all out of love for um, her cause, which I can't even remember what it is right now. Um, so. Oh, um, of being excluded just because she was a woman—that was her cause. That's it. And and okay, so she understands being ostracized and being uh, having her power puppies taken aren't away, ostracized. Um, and 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 being um, and being minimized for just who they are. 
And so she's wanting to do the ultimate minimization by just killing them and letting them die just because of who they are. Okay, okay, so let's see. So let's see. Well, first off, I'm running at 200 miles an hour. How many shots can you get off in, in that amount of time? And um, and again, I've got a sword, oh. and, and it's basically a 200-mile-an-hour guillotine heading straight to you. I just thought about something. What? Have you seen the show The Boys on Amazon Prime? Did you watch that no, yet? No, I haven't. It's it's pretty crude in some spots, and there was one episode in particular that I really struggled with that really kind of set me off. But um, there's a guy on there. He's like their version of the Flash. He can yeah. run super fast. He um he ran right in, into someone and they died. He ran. N- they no, um they he, obliterated. They exploded. Yeah, he he ran through somebody and the guy. The boyfriend was holding her hands, and the only thing left was her hands in his hands. Everything else was just bloody gut, bloody pus and guts everywhere. Where, where does that phrase come from? Are y'all like bloody pus? Oh, um, 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 Winona Ryder's character from Beetlejuice. Are y'all like bloody pus and guts under there? When Chicken. She's talk, when she's talking to the the pe- you know, the Maitlands wearing the sheets, yeah. trying to scare her. Yeah. yeah, there's another chicken. See, I'm the only one that's brought chickens today. I know. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's a low poultry day. Um, anyway, and and I don't do. We're the free range. <laughs> free, okay, kind of free range today. All right, there you go. See, I would never think to say something like that. So, um, anyway, okay. So, I, who do you think is going to win this one? I honestly think I will because um because again I'm running at 200 miles an hour in armor and you're wearing basically your military garb right yeah right. I'm not wearing a kit no, which no. I'm um, not wearing like you know plates a, or anything exactly like so so you just have, you just have to to take into account the average human reaction time to, to something coming towards them right. at that speed well uh, you no know, I mean when you think about the 200 miles an hour straight it, yeah I mean. Now the question I'm basically is basically a bullet. The question is, do you take damage when you run into me? I'm in armor, no. But it's at two hundred miles an hour. I don't care if you're in armor or not. If you run into a wall if you run into anything at two hundred miles an hour, you know, it's gonna hurt you. And now now you have a sword, I guess. Night sword, so you I guess you could just run to the side like this and slice through. Exactly. Anyway, so bullet I, sword, basically. So here's what we're gonna say. I won the first round, you won the second round. Yep. Clearly. Yes. Because even though you obviously hate puppies. I don't. Okay. Joan I, of Arc. I, Con- I, Connor McKay, do not hate puppies. I love Joan puppies. Joan of Arc heart. hates puppies. That's going to be the tagline for this episode. Joan of Arc hates puppies. Okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure so, old Joni is okay with that, too. How, I don't know how much of this is going to get cut out. But anyway. Okay. So we're kind of running long. I know it's not quite as long. We as We haven't looks. even talked about the movie yet. No, no, I know that's what I'm saying. We need to talk about the movie because we haven't. We're kind of running oh, long. Oh, I thought I thought I thought before you wanted to you wanted to actually roll for the movie at the end. I oh we can yeah we'll still roll for the movie yeah but oh. we got to talk about this movie. Oh yeah right. Okay, so let's okay. see. So. Okay, so. This episode, this roll for credits entry this week is Return of the Swamp Thing. Yeah, um, you know it was <laughs> it was a movie done in 1989, and it was like a sequel to the original Swamp Thing, which was a movie from 1982. 
with um, that's a long hiatus with um, Adrian Barbeau. Um, and and here's the thing: I wanted to sit. Excuse me, I wanted to see the the original um, because it was the director was Wes Craven, who does a lot of horror movies and stuff. Um, and so it would be interesting to see how different it was in style to this one. Um, because this one was basically cheesy superhero flick. It was bad. So, um, one of the things that I didn't even really realize was that Swamp Thing and, and my friends who were into comics were going to, you know, disown me because I didn't know this, but the Swamp Thing was, is, is a DC, DC comic. It's a DC comic character. And I'm like, okay, so clearly Zack Snyder doesn't have the market on bad DC movies from recently with, with Superman and, and Man of Steel and, and Batman vs. Superman um, because this was really bad. Um, this, was, this, was, this was beyond our best of the worst on Netflix kind of thing that we used to do. Um, no, no. They, there are some we, um, we did back then that are still worse. What I'm saying is it's not a best of the worst. It's just one of the worst. Yeah. That's what I mean. So uh, this one, the female character in this one was Heather Locklear. There's other people in, in the movie that you may know. There's this guy that I've seen in movies before, Louis Jordan. Um, uh, he kind of a spr- Mr. Arcane. He was, yeah, he was Dr. Arcane. Um, yeah. and, and then there was another, the, the lady that played his, um, played Dr. Zarell, his assistant, Sarah Douglas. If you remember the original Superman, actually it wasn't the original Superman, it was Superman 2 with Christopher Reeves. Um, General, God, I can't remember their, their names, but the three bad guys that were entrapped in that floating glass prison thing in the first movie, the second movie. And they got hit by an asteroid or something. They broke out, and then they came, and they were the bad guys for the second movie. Um, she was the female of the three of them, of the, the three bad guys, I think. But anyway, so it was um, it was just not very good. Um, I have a, I have some notes about it. Uh, do you got anything you want to say before I jump into my stuff? Um, it was cheesy. The acting was bad. The story was cliche. Too many inconsistencies and random things. It was not a good movie. I would not recommend it. That's all I have to say. Okay, I guess I get to talk for a while now. Yeah. Uh, you don't you didn't take any notes. You didn't have So, look. One of the things that, that I, I don't take notes. I'm not a note-taking kind of guy. Clearly. Um but here here's here's some thoughts that I had on it. First of all, I guess because back in the 80s, you know, I mean, Heather Locklear was one of the, the, the pretty women in Hollywood or whatever, and and I never really realized just how bad of an actress she is. Um, all of her lines when she was talking sounded like she was giving like a little speech, but there was like no dramatic pauses in her stuff. It's like she was just kind of saying her stuff. It's like a little speech, every little, every scene from the first scene when she was in her plant place, her, her florist place. Plant shop? Yeah, plant, whatever it was. Um so she and she also is clearly a plant fetishist in this movie. Um, she has a thing oh, for plants, yeah. and um, so I get. I guess I, I couldn't get pat, past some of the acting just because it was it was pretty rough. The, the best people, the best. I thought the best acting in the in the the movie or the funniest acting in the movie were the two little kids. There's two little kids in it, and and Omi and what was the little, other little boy's name? I actually do not remember. Okay. Her wee, so, her wee. There's two two friends that, that lived in the swamps to, near each other, and um, there's a little African American boy, and then a little short, redheaded, chubby, chubby white boy, white guy, white kid, 
and uh, Omi was the African American man. He he was a much better. He was he was the best actor in the whole the whole movie. He oh, did definitely. the best acting. Um, and Omi and the other one was just funny. You know, just the way he talked, and he had this really thick Southern accent, and he was just kind of funny. And I got I to gotta shout out props to him because for one long scene in the movie, he's wearing an Auburn University shirt. So, I mean, you know, I guess they, I guess it was supposed to be said in, like, Louisiana, so I don't know why he wouldn't, because it was a swamp, so I don't know why he wouldn't be wearing an LSU jersey, um, especially after yesterday's game when LSU beat Auburn, uh, unfortunately. But anyway. What, what is this language you speak of? <laughs> it's called sports ball. <laughs> so, so anyway, I feel like a. Uh, see, that's the thing. I live in a bunch of different worlds. So, I li- Connor Connor lives in the geek world completely. Okay, I live in the even more so th- um, than my dad. Oh, because... way way more so. But I, I I live in the geek world. But I equally live in the um, sports world, primarily football. I'm not so much in the. But I can speak basketball and and baseball and stuff but i'm a football guy um what about soccer i like soccer but for so many when the world cup used to only come on pbs every four years i was the only kid that watched it i was the kid that everybody went you're watching what yeah i used to watch it on pbs okay i used to love soccer um but i grew up in an era where soccer was not a common thing and you played it at pe every now and then and that was it and you were made fun of if you like soccer and didn't like football or baseball um, so by then, you know, hockey and Alabama. Okay. Water <laughs> hockey, maybe there ain't no ice hockey going on down here, but anyway, I'm, I'm, so I'm spouting out random sports. Okay, we, that was another big chicken and you started that one. Yay. So anyway, um, as far as the movie goes, the premise of the movie is Dr. What was his name? Arcane, Dr. Yeah. Arcane, Dr. Arcane, it, you know, he was trying and see, this is the thing with this movie and I even, because I was falling asleep the first night when we were watching, so I ended up watching just about the whole movie all over again the next day, and I still didn't get why he was doing all the animal-human hybrid stuff that he was doing. To figure out the perfect mixture to make him immortal. Because he kind of had all the traits that, he needed to he, be immortal. He kind of had that portrait of Dorian Gray thing going on, where he was getting old, but he had to, you know, like, and they even showed a mirror or something or a painting of him that kind of showed his age or whatever. So almost had that portrait of Dorian Gray thing going on, but also kind of the island of Dr. Moreau because he had all these half-human, half-animal kind of experiments that he was doing because he was trying to find some genetic material to keep him young. And apparently Heather Locklear's character was his stepdaughter and her mom was his partner in terms of, she was also a scientist and she died because she had quote-unquote perfect genetic material, but she died. And so then... He had to try to get Heather Locklear's genetic material to make him immortal. Immortal, I guess. Is um is um it's just um the easiest way to explain it is is two things. One, he, he was trying to be immortal, and two, bullcrap science magic. Okay, there's a new term for you: <laughs> bullcrap science magic. <laughs> that should be your new get gamer tag: bullcrap science magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like first name, last name. Anyway, so we haven't even talked about Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was a guy who was what was his name? He's Doctor Doctor um, Alec Holland. Alec Holland. He was so he was Doctor Arcane's partner at one point or long. long no, time he ago. wasn't actually. Oh, he was, oh, no, no. He and his sister sister had come up with some kind of of formula that formula. would double food production in the world, and then Doctor Arcane stole it and tried to kill him. 
in order to make himself immortal or whatever. And so he was then in he was, he was then infected with the formula. He um and then caught on fire, dove into the swamp, quote unquote died. But um but the but the formula wor- worked in, into the slimes he was he was in, and then that basically mutated him into the swamp thing. Yeah, and so he the giant so, talking man plant. So the the genetic whatever the formula was basically took stuff from the swamp to recreate his body. So he, that's how he became Swamp Thing, at least according to the movie. I don't know if that's accurate with the, with the comics, but it sounds like a pretty comic kind of origin. Um, and so it was just weird seeing this weird plant guy walking around, just slimy. I mean, you actually could hear his feet, you know, slop slopping around. <laughs> But when he spoke, he almost sounded like a Shakespearean actor. He spoke so clearly, and I would think that if your ma- if your mouth is and your tongue is made of like vines and plants and stuff, you probably wouldn't be able to speak that clearly. But you did notice that he had teeth. He actually had real teeth. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Wouldn't, if you're made of plants, wouldn't, they wouldn't be it be bark? like bark or something? Anyway, so, um, but it was just it it was weird seeing him speak so enunciate so clearly and softly and but, um, soft spokenly in that did monster you notice look. did you notice in, in every single fight he um he was grunting and growling like a real monster well got to let the monster out sometime so no. <laughs> don't go no. there don't go there you're you're the one who put it in my head but you're watering the plant so what is that what they're calling it these days I don't remember. Anyway. What the uh, heck is... I'm what? trying to play off of the whole swamp thing, plant thing. Anyway. So... Um, you got to talk about roots. So there was a lot of... Yeah, we're going to get there. So there was a... there was It, it just didn't make sense, okay? Um, it was cheesy. It was like some of those just like really cheesy, low-budget movies. Um, and it, it, it definitely wasn't worth spending your time watching, unless you just like watching bad movies on purpose. Um you know, we've Why? we've had Anyone some would do that we've had some good we've had some good luck with some of these random movies. Like the first one, the Radius was really good. I really liked that one. That one was really. Cool I didn't because he's just wrong. Um, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but we're all wrong. But this, but but I think the we, I think is we, wrong. Are you done now? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, we can both agree that this was just not a very well done movie. And I mean, I think it could have been. Like I said, I would really like to go back and see the Wes Craven. If anybody's seen the original. Um, with Adrian Barbeau and whoever played Swamp Thing then that was directed by Wes Craven. Um, I'd like to hear if it was any different. Uh, it wasn't available on Amazon Prime, so I didn't get to watch it. So I don't know if it's any different, but this one was just... And it was like your cheesy 80s movie. I mean, it had the cheesy music. Um, and Cheesy storyline, oh, well, cheesy characters. Well, you know, but the, the, the thing that I did like was in the 80s, a lot of times movies just found a way to throw nudity into movies for no reason, just to show boobs, just because they could. Uh, and they thought if we show boobs, we'll get more people to watch it. And it was just kind like of the thing. Like they do now? Well, yeah, but they show a whole lot more now than then. But So it's like, okay, you know, here's a, a camp full of you know young adults who are all getting killed off one by one by you know by a guy wearing a hockey mask and a machete. So let's not focus on that. Let's make sure we have at least one scene of one of the girls in the shower. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it, so, but this movie didn't do that. You know, I mean, there was, um, there Absurd was a chance thing. where they could have yeah. when Dr. Arcane was in, in bed with Dr. What's her name and they were talking and she clearly wasn't wearing anything under the sheets or at least that's what, you know, yeah. uh, but never, never showed anything. There was also a sex scene between Swamp Thing and Heather Locklear's character, um, Abby. Oh yeah. But the interesting thing with well, that was it kind of went to almost a dream sequence where Be- he was because not. Because she ate his root. Yeah, I want to get to that. Um, so 
there's it was like a dream sequence, but when it went to the dream sequence, he was like a real human person. But it just showed them really from shoulders up, kind of smooching on each other, and that was it. And that was to represent and the that camera and the camera kind of, kind of panned thing. upward toward the sky and this kind of thing. But they didn't really happen. It was more like a, a, an a shared hallucination or, or a what a shared hallucination, shared hallucination or whatever, because um, she. She was clearly flirting with him, so because she has a thing for plants. Because at one point in the beginning of the movie, she's like, "You know what? You know, guys aren't like plants. I mean, you know, plants you can stroke them and they don't expect anything from you." I'm like, "Okay, this is that direction we're going to go." So she clearly has a thing for plants. But when it came to her kind of saying, "Hey, we can do this," and he's like, "You don't want to be with me," that he's just like, "But you're, you know, I like plants." She says, "I'm a vegetarian," which clearly implies she wants to eat the plant. Uh, so, and she quite literally and did. And then he pulled off a part of him, like a little root, and gave her a piece of it, and she ate it. So apparently it was hallucinogenic, and that's where that happened. And so that's how they had imaginary dream sequence sex sex between a human and a plant. Go figure. But it didn't show anything. So that's cool because I don't. I understand there are movies out there because of the context of the movie and this plot line. Some things have to be shown, but, although technically really you could get away with not showing that stuff. But I like it when movies have the opportunity to do that and don't. Sorry, call me boring and fuddy-duddy and too clean-living. Prude? Prude, yeah, okay, I call it prude. But anyway, um, uh, my, my Fitbit's telling me I've been sitting too long. So anyway, i got to get up and walk. But, um, but it, so it was, it was kind of a waste of an hour and a half, Yeah, I would say. Well, t- well technically more, more than... Because than, we watched it basically twice. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, wasted three hours. So anyway, so look, if you like bad movies, um, and you like bad movies based on comics, um, feel free to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's free to watch if you have if you're a Prime subscriber. Try Green Lantern then. <laughs> See, you know, <laughs> and everybody hates on that, and I'm and I know Ryan Reynolds even made that as part of hating on it in the Deadpool movie. I at the end, I I got that. I didn't mind it. I mean, I, look, did it follow the comics? Probably not. Not but at all. I just like Ryan Reynolds. I, I'll, oh, yeah. I, I think he's funny, and I know that may not be a popular opinion with people in the com. I, I don't know, but I just I just like him. Um, I think he was I think he was made, his humor and his sarcastic style was made for Deadpool. Um, I don't know about the Green Lantern character hardly at all. I just I enjoyed it. I didn't it didn't bother me at all. Um, and I can't speak to Zack Snyder's movies, you know, Man of Steel and 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 Batman versus Superman because I. I saw part of Man Man of Steel, and I never saw Batman versus Superman, so I can't comment on those. Just full disclosure, but that's just the kind of the the general feeling out there that they were not good because they were too dark or whatever. Um, yeah, but he definitely doesn't doesn't have the corner on bad DC movies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and to be fair, there's plenty of bad uh, Marvel comics based movies out there too. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, um, the the newer Fantastic Four. It's yes. supposed to be horrible. Uh, it is so there, horrible. There's plenty, you know, and, and there's old old movies from the 70s and 80s that they did. They're terrible. So, you know. But overall, uh, yeah, uh, Return of the Swamp thing, don't go. Don't go. Don't don't return there. Just just avoid it. Just drive around. Just just take a detour and skip the swamp and go somewhere else. Cause, um, take the scenic route. Unless you, unless you feel like eating roots. Oh, yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I've probably got that out. Anyway. No, no. That, that's hilarious. Come on. So so that's... That gnarled roof. Yeah. So that's... Look, I mean, it's kind of a um, it's kind of a Sunday morning coffee drinking episode. 
instead of a Saturday night beer drinking episode. Um, But we had to get it in because I want to keep us on schedule because one of the most important things about a podcast is staying on schedule. So, um, what's next? What's what's what you got going on this week? Um, a lot of research. Yeah, see, a lot of research about no, just a lot of research. Let's just say that. Well, a lot of research going back to the thing we were talking about at the beginning about school and career stuff. Yeah. So good for you, and I can't wait to see the results. <clears throat> hint, hint. Um, I, you know, I'm. Just working, man. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not traveling this week. You're looking um, for a car, though, right? I don't know if I'm gonna have time to look. I mean, I can do online research for cars, yeah. but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go look at look for one this week, just because I don't have much time. Unless I look for cars down near base where I work. But anyway, so yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so we'll be recording it again in a couple of weeks, and uh, by then, I took my month off in October. Come November, Connor, I get to start streaming again. Um, we just got it. We just don't know what nights it's going to be, you know, just because it depends on your schedule. But we'll report that on uh, on all the all, on all the twitters. Yep. So speaking all of all the, the twitter, twitter feeds. Spe- speaking of all the twitters, um, I, no, this is a chicken that I got to chase because it was a, it was an epiphany for me. For those out there that have seen the boys, seen the the, the Amazon Prime series, the boys, Jack Quaid who plays one of the main characters in, in that show, I didn't realize because. My wife loves the movie Logan Lucky. She thinks it's hilarious. Well, one of the one of Daniel Craig's cousins, is it cousins or brothers, on that show that says the phrase, I know all the Twitters, is also Jack Quaid. I had no idea it was the same guy. So um, there's a little useless tidbit of information for you if you didn't know that already. And it's two very different characters. So anyway, okay, so I guess the last thing we got to do is just roll for our movie for next time. Right. And uh, then we'll be done. It's kind of a laid back episode this time um oh one other thing um i should be um doing the in the geek seat segment on earth station one podcast coming up soon in the next few weeks i think we haven't decided on a date yet so that'll be kind of cool so i get to you know have the the hot buns with the fire under my butt for the geek seat yeah um so that'll be interesting so i'm looking forward to doing that and spending some time with mike and mike over there not mike and mike from mike and mike in the morning on espn mike and Mike on our Station One podcast. Yeah, but oh, come on. It's... No, it's not the same. And besides, there's no there's no longer a Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN because they broke them up. They do different things now. So, But they're keeping Legacy alive by using this title. Can we just roll for the next yes. movie? Okay. Okay. So, so high, so high, low. So, so high is Netflix, low is Amazon. Yep. 11. So Netflix. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. All right. 10 sided dice. Okay. And it's for the genre. Nine. Nine is horror. No, sci-fi fantasy. Sci- um, isn't um, sh- um, isn't sci-fi and fantasy two different things? No, it's kind of one combined thing. Okay. All right. And then for the number, for the number, let's see. Twenty-two. All right. So let me look for see what that is. So number 22 is going to be Automata. Automata. With um, the dad from... No, I don't want to start watching it yet. Um, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. It's a sci-fi mystery. 
or sci-fi thriller. So there you go. Okay, so then. automata. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Automata. You say automata. I say automate. Oh my Just gosh. kidding. Tomato, tomato. You get it. You know, you I, know, tomato, I, I, I tomato. get it. Okay. Uh, anyway, I wish we landed on Lord of the Rings, but we didn't. How close were we? Not that close. It's just it's 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 the preview that's showing in front of me on the screen right now. So that's why. So okay. So next time we're going to be watching uh, a movie called Automata with uh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio and Banderas. I, you, you know what? You, with you all the, with, that with all the things that I've ever seen him in, man, I just keep seeing him as dad in Spy Kids. <laughs> I just keep seeing him as dad in Spy Kids. That um, that's him. Yeah, that's him. I thought that was someone else. No. <laughs> no, and he's you know, and 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 the uncle. I mean, and he he also did a movie called Desperado, uh, where he was like a, in the mariachi. He was a he was like an it was like an, almost like an action revenge kind of sh- movie kind of thing. Yeah, but he was a guitar player. Yeah, um, and so those are kind of interesting. But anyway, oh, so so okay, so we've done everything we got to do. Yep, we got stuff we got to do this week, real yep. life stuff, and um, I guess we're done. Yeah. Okay, guys. So thanks for listening to our name banner for another episode. Um, if you need to reach us before next time, though, we're not hard to find. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. It's not iTunes anymore. Spotify, Podbean. Um, I think we're going to be up on iHeartRadio here soon. And anywhere oh, else really? you get your, Yep, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, and since we're always desperate for validation, please leave us a five-star re- review anywhere you can find us. That'd be great. So the podcast can be found on Twitter at GP Variety Hour. Um, I can be found... Um, at HeadGamer on Twitter and Mixer, and at Head underscore Gamer on Twitch. And I can be found basically anywhere Everywhere. as Quillmeister on Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, TikTok, and now MeWe as well. Um, what the heck is MeWe? It's um, it's it's on the so, um, social media platform. Okay. Anyway. Um, and, and that's Meister spelled, spelled with an M-I-E instead of E-I. So remember, guys, if you spell it wrong, you're spelling it right. All right, so um, we'll start co-streaming on Mixer uh, as our schedules allow starting next month. Um, so stay tuned to the Gene Pool uh, Twitter account for any kind of schedule postings, all right? So um, again, guys, I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please give us some kind of advice on what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of, because uh, we always just want to make this to have fun for ourselves, but also have fun for you guys. So we'll see you guys next time on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. Thank you.